My name is August McLaughlin, and I've been contemplating girl boners for years. It's time for Girl Boner Radio with August McLaughlin, a spicy blend of personal stories, in-depth reporting, and inspiration. Girl Boner is where good girls go for sexual empowerment. Listen in as August McLaughlin, award-winning health and sexuality writer, explores female sexual pleasure like no one else. She's the big sister slash girlfriend you've always wanted, and she loves to talk sex. Only on Global Voice Broadcasting. As soon as a woman starts thinking with interest about sex, her vagina begins to moisten. This, according to Dr. David Delvin, a general practitioner, and psychotherapist Christine Weber, is the physiological equivalent of a male erection. While wetness is one predominant sign of female sexual arousal, there is so much more to girl boners. Welcome back to Girl Boner Radio, where good girls go for sexual empowerment. I'm your host, August McLaughlin, and I'm so thrilled to be talking all things female sexual arousal with you today. If you chimed in last time for our premiere episode, you know that Girl Boner, the term I decided to trademark after pondering it for many years, encompasses all aspects of female sexual pleasure, including physical and emotional factors. It is amazing what so many of us do not know about our sexuality and how long it takes us to learn and understand it, assuming we're even open to doing so or realize that information's missing. Female sexual turn-on has long been considered one of the world's greatest mysteries, but it shouldn't be. Unfortunately, things are beginning to change. Earlier this week, I asked Jean Franzblau, a.k.a. Kinky Jean, an incredible activist and the playwright and leading lady of the one-woman show called Coming Out Kinky, A Grown-Up Story, to share her thoughts on what it feels like to be turned on. Here's what Jean had to say. That's a challenging question, and I don't think that's a coincidence, that that's challenging for me. I believe that we as women have been disconnected from our bodies, and maybe I can even make that a larger statement, that people have are so much trained to be in the left brain, in... Um, in the you know logical mindset logic and reasoning that we've lost touch with this beautiful erotic sexy sexy sensual right side of our minds which uh feels things on a bunch of different levels so 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 i'm i'm kind of stumble when i try to describe what's going on in my body uh it's hard to pin down Jean is absolutely right that it's common for women to struggle, especially when it comes to articulating our sexual responses. I love what she shared because it's so honest and so true of many women, even for her, a woman who's come a long way in her own sexual embracement journey and is empowered to boot. You'll hear more about that shortly. So what did Ms. Cloak, the sex ed teacher I told you all about last time, leave out of sex education? What really does happen when our bodies are turned on? As many of you know, a whole heck of a lot. The following probably won't be brand new information for all of you, but I think it's good to start by covering some of the basics. In a healthy woman, here's what happens. When sexual desire strikes, our brains signal the release of moisture to lubricate the vagina for sex. 
if we embrace the fact that we're turned on at that point, it only gets better and wetter. At the same time, the clitoris, also called the clitoris, the most erotically sensitive part in any human, and our labias, those vaginal lips, swell up. How amazing does that feel, ladies? This creates an opening and room for the possible entry of a penis, sex toy, fingers, what, what have you. And meanwhile, our breasts also swell and our nipples grow more pronounced. If you haven't observed these symptoms before in your breasts, which are less common during arousal, uh, you should probably take note. Chances are your breasts are a change in. If we continue to step into our being turned on, we start breathing harder and faster, potentially to the point of gasping. Our eyes glaze over, our pupils may widen. Those of us with fair skin may experience a full body blush. This is the result of adrenaline causing our blood vessels to dilate in order to improve blood oxygen flow to our genitals. For the same reasons, our veins may visibly throb. I don't know about you all. I am fair-skinned, and I used to feel pretty embarrassed about how red my body can turn and how sort of, like, wormy my veins can look during sex. And now I realize it's all just beautiful parts of being turned on. If we consider them sort of like full-body boners, you know, everything's throbbing and protruding and changing, and it's, it's supposed to be an exciting process. And I think when we realize that that's what's happening, it's not so embarrassing. It shouldn't be. Our lips also swell. This time we're talking about our mouths. We may lick them, cock our heads, arch our backs, you know, kind of that kitty thing, overwhelmed with feel-good brain chemicals and an all-over sense of want. Yum. All of this can happen without any sexual activity at all. Seriously. In fact, studies have shown that while many women claim to be aroused only by their partners, we are highly arousable I'm not sure if that's a word. Anyway, we show physiological arousal signs in response to all kinds of sensuality, but many of us resist them. The good news is we can change all of that. Like many important pursuits, there's really no quick fix or definite cure-all, but I believe it starts with awareness, just realizing the need for more comfort with our bodies, our sexuality, our being turned on, embracing that, and then we take little baby steps. Let's say you've never had or never let yourself have strong sexual fantasies more than just a passing thought. Or to think deeply about sex while you're watching a sexy scene in a movie or reading a sensual scene in a great novel. A great step might be, then, giving yourself permission to let those fantasies live. I don't necessarily mean acting them out, though perhaps you could. I just mean letting your imagination wander. Just see what happens when that happens. Your body will respond, and that's a good thing. You could also fantasize intentionally, you know, set aside time and say, this is the hour, the half hour, the 15 minutes when I'm just going to let myself ponder sex, my sexuality, think about my body, think about my body being turned on, and just, you know, let things go. Don't, don't put pressure on yourself to do it in any certain way or do it right. There's really no right or wrong way. You could consider it some sort of sexual meditation. Whatever it is, ask yourself what you feel most uncomfortable about regarding sex, then just consider the steps you can gradually take to change that. If an idea seems too awkward or scary, there's no need to go there just yet. Seek something that gives you a few butterflies, but not, say, a panic attack. (laughs) If, on the other hand, 
you're uncomfortable or you are comfortable with your body and sexuality, that is awesome. Good for you. If you're like most women, however, you probably have some room to grow. Women are taught in myriad ways that sex is dirty, that we either have to look and act a certain way to be considered sexy or feminine, or we have to, you know, reenact the scenes we see in porn movies or ads that, you know, portray female sexuality and sexuality in general as as this pornographic, um, over-the-top, impossible, you know, body type uh, way. And we also shouldn't feel the need to squelch our sexual desires or hide them to be considered womanly or good. Neither of those things is healthy, and there's really no need to compare ourselves to unrealistic ideals. Speaking of which, another message we learn from society is that men are more sexual than women and become aroused much faster and have sex on the brain or as their brains 24-7. Guess what? That's not true either. Granted, we're all a little different, but here's a little history. Before the early mid-2000s, studies about sexual arousal in women were done with these invasive probes and electrodes that were a lot like uncomfortable mechanical tampons. You think I'm kidding. I'm not. (laughs) And you're allowed to shudder. Seriously, I am. I, I think of them and I just, I can't even imagine, you know, something like that inside you and then someone asking you, on a one to 10 scale, how turned on do you feel? <laughs> you know, I think I just want to run out of the room. More, you know, men's arousal has been studied because they're considered more sexual and also because a, a healthy man, it's very easy to see that he's turned on, right? A, a hard penis tends to mean that he's aroused. Considering that fact and the fact that no awkward machinery is needed to assess male pleasure, it's no wonder their scores have historically come out a lot higher. In 2006, researchers in Montreal, Canada chose a much more accurate method to study arousal called thermal imaging. This allowed them to measure blood flow and heat to the genitals, telltale signs of arousal, with no uncomfortable, potentially painful equipment. Guess what they discovered? After extensive study, they determined that men and women shown erotic images are aroused equally quickly. Other studies have shown that women's arousal is a lot more sensitive to a broad range of stimuli. If you caught me on the Craig and Robbie Hour the other week, you can check that out on Global Voice Broadcasting and iTunes. We had a hilarious blast. You probably heard me discuss studies that show that women are more likely to be turned on by members of both sexes, and viewing sexual imagery of any kind also turns us on, while straight men's arousal is more direct and limited to members of the opposite sex. Other factors, of course, can douse the sexual engine, like, you know, if we have poor body image, it's very unlikely that we're going to be as aroused when we're naked, that kind of thing. But in an ideal, even reasonable circumstance, a healthy person gets turned on pretty fully and pretty fast. Some of you are probably thinking, duh, that's so obvious. Good for you. Others of you are probably thinking, wow, that sounds awesome, but I don't relate at all. That's okay, too. Or you may be wondering how you can start to feel more comfortable and, using that not-a-word thing again, arousable. Doing so can seem daunting, but with a little effort, much of which is actually really fun, we can make positive change, changes that are so totally worth it. Activist playwright Jean Franzblau, Kinky Jean, knows exactly what that's like, so that you all can have a sense of what it feels like to truly feel turned on and embrace it, to embrace our sensuality and all of its amazingness. 
I asked her just to describe to me how she feels now about sexual arousal versus how she felt before personal sexual growth. Here's what she had to say. It's a really exciting change. I begin to embrace the feeling of sexual arousal and now I I like ride it like a horse. So it's not like I'm avoiding it now. I'm saying hell yes to this. Knowing how powerful my sexuality is and how needed and necessary this energy is on the planet right now, specifically, in my opinion, when I'm feeling it, I am like, bring it on, bring it, like push that out. You know, what more can I do? What more can I feel? And so, you know, I attended a class, it was like a breathing class that asked, you know, that invited all kinds of expression. And, you know, we have our eyes closed, we're all doing this very deep breathing meditation. And all of a sudden, I feel this sexual energy coming through. And I'm like, oh, yeah, riding this to the end. So I'm moving my body, I'm like, just going for it in a way that feels like, ooh, back in the day, I might have apologized. Like, oh, I'm sorry for being so big. And now I'm like, watch this. Watch. Just do watch what this looks like. And I feel really proud of it and um, protective of it uh, and excited to share more of that, like that more women can have this. That gave me chills. How beautiful was it? Like Jean, I want every one of you to experience similar pleasure and empowerment. With that in mind, here's a little assignment. I want you to take time in the coming week to observe your personal arousal signs. What does your body feel like when it's turned on? How would you describe it? Jot it down in a journal. Share it with a close friend or lover. I'm actually hosting a uh, blog fest called the beauty of a woman blog fest it's an annual festival on my on my blog and blogs all over the the world really uh later on this month if you're interested in sharing your story pop by my blog augustmclaughlin.wordpress.com you can sign up there if you're enjoying girl boner radio please subscribe on itunes if you haven't so you'll never miss a beat and consider leaving a simple review while you're there for extras and a whole lot more visit augustmclaughlin.com or girlboner.org And for more from Dr. Megan, visit greatlifegreatsex.com and find us both on social media. Thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful Girl Boner Embracing Week.